0: This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reineck. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. So we've had a correction on the stock market. That means stocks have pulled back 10%. But then we've had some rallies, we've had some bouncing around, we've had some more sell-offs. It's unclear if we've seen the bottom in this correction, even though the Fed just cut 50 basis points and may be cutting again in later March. If you're listening to this later on in the year, um, you will know what they have done later in March. But for now, we've only got the 50 basis points. The good news for value investors is that stocks are cheap. The bad news is that Wall Street... Of course, they still hate us. They still hate the value stocks. A lot of the rebound that's going on is going on in the bigger cap growth names. What was hot before is, of course, going to be hot again. And value was hated When you get a sell-off, it's not like anyone's gonna like it even more, no. So that's not good. And with the possibility of a global slowdown, though we don't know, the global economy is not yet in a recession. That could mean that oil is likely to weaken farther, even if OPEC does production cuts, because demand will fall in a uh, even a slowdown, but certainly in a global recession. And that means energy companies will struggle as oil comes down and demand comes down. There's just gonna be less drilling, right? There's gonna be less. And then airlines are already taking a big hit right now because everybody's suddenly putting the kibosh on travel. And even though they're cheap earnings could slide or likely will slide. We haven't seen that many changes from the analysts in the estimates yet, but that is going to be coming down the pike. And I think some of the reasons we haven't seen a lot of uh, earnings estimate revisions lower is because a lot of the companies are kind of just warning in the abstract sense. You know, we keep hearing, oh, this Uh, the coronavirus is going to materially impact our quarter. Well, what does that mean? (laughs) No one knows. Uh, The companies themselves don't know, and the analysts certainly aren't going to try to figure it out and pin it down. So everybody's just kind of frozen where they are, knowing they're going to be cutting. But until the companies themselves come out with earnings and tell us or issue some kind of warning, then then we may know. But even then, the companies are going on a day-to-day basis, basically. I did listen in on the Booking.com's conference call, and they basically said it was a fluid situation, and they were crunching the numbers on the day of the earnings call even to give any kind of guidance for the rest of the quarter, which was only another four weeks. They only said they knew, had any kind of insight, possibly going through the end of March. And even that insight was basically no insight is what they said. They tried to put into their guidance range um, possible scenarios that they've seen in the past and things that could happen if there's, you know, further outbreaks in certain cities and how that might influence demand. But um, they even admitted that they were probably going to be wrong. So really... It is a day-to-day, and until we start seeing actual earnings reports from this quarter, which aren't going to be happening for a little while still, then nobody has any idea. So the analysts are just on the sidelines as well. Everybody believes earnings for this quarter, obviously, are going to drop but how much, nobody knows. And what does second quarter look like? It's That's still up in the air as well. So uh, turning back to other cheap areas, banks are cheap. They've been cheap for a while. I like the banks of all types, the community banks, the regionals, the big caps. But now that the Fed is cutting again and some believe they're going to cut again after this 50 basis point, then that really goes to the bank earnings. Those estimates are going to be cut, and those shares have taken a hit on the Fed move. So a little bit difficult for them to try to grow their business here with what's happening with the Fed. If we have a recession, which is a big if, but even in a slowdown, the consumer stocks could get hit as well. Uh, Consumers could pull back on their purchases. We haven't seen much of that yet. Consumers been real confident because the job market's been good, Uh, but we don't know. We don't know uh, what may develop. And so I recall after the 9-11 shock to the economy, the consumers were a little bit in shock themselves and basically retreated from buying um, a lot of things for at least a couple months after that event. And so this could be similar. We don't know. We're going to have to wait to see. So a lot of we don't knows. So what's an investor to do? Well, we could try to find some value stocks and some classic values. These would be the dirt cheap ones because remember we've searched for classic values many times over the years and it is the most complete of the screens I can do. And in, and even just a couple of weeks ago, when the market was go, 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 we were only getting like five or six stocks in the classic value screen because everything was expensive then. And it has so many components to the screen that it's a very narrow screen. So we don't normally get many stocks in it. So let's recall what the screen is. Remember, it's Zach's number ones and number twos because we do want rising earnings estimates. And right now, a lot of Companies still have the rising earnings estimates from their recent earnings reports and because the analysts have not been cutting, even though they probably will be. So right now, we're still getting ones and twos. And those are the buys and the strong buys. And then we added a whole bunch of the uh, regular fundamentals to find value. So it includes a price to sales ratio under one, which I love. Price to sales is a great... Uh, fundamental to use to look for value even unto itself. We could just run the screen with ones and twos and price to sales and it would be pretty interesting. But we wanted more classic value fundamentals and we wanted to narrow it and we want dirt cheap in all these categories. So the second fundamental is price to book and I use under two for that. Sometimes I use under three, either one would work for value. Then we did price to cash flow and I did that under 20. And we included the PEG because we might as well get some growth with it, right? If we're going to be greedy and get all these classic fundamentals in there, I'm, I am I want to get some growth too. So if you have a PEG under one, that usually means it's both cheap on the PE, but it has a decent growth rate. So that's what I want. And you can also actually use just the PE to screen, or I mean the PEG ratio. And We've done that too with the ones and twos, but again, we're including all of the ratios here. Then there's the PE, and this time I chose under 20, which is pretty high. Usually it's under 15, but went a little higher. So we make sure we get some more stocks given how narrow the screen's going to be. Then I looked for stocks over $5. I know many of you like the under fives, but we're trying to find something that maybe might not be as volatile here. And so we're going for the over fives and average volume has to be over 100,000 a day. So that might exclude some small caps that not many people are in. But again, that's okay in this type of market, which is really volatile and which still favors the large caps. Um, I want to get a little bit bigger in the in the volume. I did not search for market cap on the screen. You could use that to. Uh get some of the larger caps as well. Okay, so what? how many stocks did I get on this? Like I said, I was getting five to six stocks in the past when we've run this screen, and this time I got 26. Yes, I was amazed. It's been a while since we had 26, but that tells you what's happened in this sell-off, right? Yes, we only went down around 10% in the major indexes, but some stocks were down into bear market territory. Even like a quarter of the S&P 500 was down 25% or more or over 20% or more. So there's a lot to choose from that some might have pulled back and got cheaper under our classic value fundamentals. So what are they? Um, there were some banks. I'm basically ignoring those for today's show. However, there's uh, some airlines in there. There's a little bit of energy. There's a few retailers. It is the groups that we've been mainly talking about because everything else is not going to be cheap enough yet. A 10% pullback in the fangs is not enough to get us a classic value stack. Um, I know y'all want it to be, but it takes a bigger pullback than 10% to get those guys into the real cheap range. Um, They're cheaper, but not cheap, cheap. So what is in these five stocks? Um, Let's just get right into it, right? Okay. So the first one is Lumber Liquidators, and that ticker is LL. I don't think I've talked about them for a while. They've had some issues over the last couple of years. They did have that... um, PR issue on, I think it was 60 Minutes a couple of years ago, with some of their flooring made in China. That really hit the shares, and they've been trying to recover ever since then. Plus, they're competing against some of the big box juggernauts like Home Depot and Lowe's for the flooring, which is still a hot area, but... Um, those things are all kind of uh, leading to some of their issues. Now, this stock is off its lows. It's not one of the ones that has sold off in the last month. It's actually up 23%, probably off the last earnings report, which wasn't as bad as everybody thought it would be. But the stock is still cheap, has a PE of 11.4, price to sales is just 0.2, price to book 1.5, and a PEG ratio of 0.4. So... Lumber Liquidator is kind of an interesting play on the retail side. If um, you know Home Depot and Lowe's, a little too expensive. This one is maybe the underdog of the group. Um, so Lumber Liquidators, LL. Then switching to the airlines, I did include one here, and that's Delta. They, they made the screen. DAL is the ticker there. PE is just 6.3 right now. Um, price to sales, 0.6. Price to book, 1.9. PEG is 0.45. Dividend is now yielding 3.4%. These shares are down 17% in the last month. Um, Del- uh, the airlines... I don't know if this is the bottom, right? There's still a lot of cancellations going on. A lot of people are now canceling to Europe, not just Asia. There's a lot of pictures of empty planes. People are flying on on my Twitter feed now where they're like, look, I'm the only one on this flight to Bangkok or wherever it is. And so that's not good. They are um, going to have a tough time of it here. But when will it turn? We don't for sure know yet. And Delta is also interesting there was some insider buying last week on the big sell-off, the big uh, correction week. There was a director who went in to buy as well as Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway. They have been shareholders for a while and are now a 10% owner. And they went in and bought another 45 million when those shares were selling off. So did he get the bottom? I don't know. Berkshire never cares if they actually get the bottom bottom. They just try to buy when it's cheap. And they certainly have the cash to maybe buy multiple times. We don't know. Um so some insider buying at Delta, that's always a good sign. Uh, that means the insiders believe that the shares are oversold. And again they have a P of just 6.3. Another airline on the on the list Is JetBlue, JBLU is the ticker there if you want to check that one out. All the airlines are cheap right now. So um, pick your poison, so to speak. Pick the one you know and like. And remember always to do your research about what's going on. Where do they fly to? Where is their exposure? Like Delta does not fly the 737 MAX. That's something good to know because that issue is still out there with the airlines as well. Um, So, yes, do your research again on all of these. The fundamentals don't tell you what's going on behind the scenes, remember. Okay, the third one is an energy stock. Barry Petroleum, B R Y. I've talked about it before. It's a California EMP and it has a pretty stable management that's been around a long time. So they're trying to manage this big sell off. Shares are down 11.8% in the last month. They are one of the ones that pays a big dividend, yielding 7.6% right now. That's bigger than I can recall because these shares are really cheap. PE is at 3.9%. The price to sales is 0.8, price to book is 0.5, and the PEG is 0.3. So um, Barry is cheap. There have been some issues about uh, shale drilling in California that's been on the budget or on the uh, uh, on the ballot box a couple times, and so that's something to watch with this company. I think they've released some press releases about it. So do your homework on any energy company right now. Definitely check the book. Make sure they are stable financially because we don't know where crude is going here. And so you want someone who has strong financials. So keep that in mind. Okay. Our fourth company is another retailer. I haven't talked about them in a while. G3 Apparel Group, ticker G-I-I-I. And they don't get a lot of play even though they have some of the biggest brands in um, apparel, including they do some stuff for Tommy Hilfiger, which is owned by PVH, but they license out to G3 because they're great at doing um, apparel, basically, (laughs) they know what they're doing. They also have um, some Calvin Klein and a lot of other brands, you know, that are carried at, say, Macy's. They have some of their own retail, but they've been closing some of that as uh, they've just really been struggling at, like, the outlet stores. So, like, Wilson's Leather, I'm not sure if they even just sold that off or are closing. I'm not sure on, on that chain, but they have a couple others. But some that they're not selling, like Villa Brequin, that's still out out there, that's like upscale swimwear. If you've seen their stores in uh, North America and in Europe, so G3 apparel is everywhere, but they do have big China exposure, even through manufacturing. So, that's something that. None of us seem to know what's going on. That's a caution here with them because um, they haven't reported earnings yet. So we don't know how the shutdowns from coronavirus on any kind of factories over in China, if they have that, is impacting. And so that made me nervous. I was a longtime shareholder of G3 and I have recently sold out of my position. So, But the shares are dirt cheap. I don't deny it. They're down 24% in the last month alone. Not quite at those 52-week or like multi-year lows, but they're eyeing it. Price to sales is just 0.3. Their PE is at 6.8 now. Price to book is 0.8. PEG is 0.6. Great management who's been around for... A long time, they got great designers on their staff who know what the trends are. Um, So I trust in their management, but sometimes... Trends go against your, you know, what's happening out there. The coronavirus, obviously no one could predict that and no one could predict, you know, shutdown of stores in China as well. So PVH is also another one I like as well. Great company as well. That one's ticker PVH. They haven't reported yet yet either Uh, They will move in tandem. So those shares are down big. They did not make the screen. Um, They might not have the right rank right now, but uh, that's another one I'm watching. Keep on your wish list if they get even cheaper because some of these may. And then our fifth stock is one of the home builders. I've covered them off and on. They remain cheap. Some of them have pulled back off the recent highs, um, getting a rebound here now that the Fed has cut rates and the mortgage rates are at all-time lows. Will buyers be rushing out to buy a new house to cash in on these super low mortgage rates? Some people think, yes, that's really going to boost the spring buying season. No one knows what coronavirus is going to impact, if anything, on if you're going to go out and buy. Um, And then there's also always... You know, consumer confidence, how is that being impacted? We don't know. KB Home, KBH is down just 2.4% now over the last month. So it fell a bit. It's rebounding here, but it is still cheap. PE of 9.4, price to sales of 0.7, price to book 1.3, PEG of 0.9, pays a small dividend, yielding 1% here. A couple others who made the list on the home builder side, TRI Point, which is TPH is the ticker. They're trading around 10 times. And MDC Holding, which is ticker MDC, trading around 9.4 times. Uh, both of those are off a little bit more off their highs than KB Home is, but they're all. Um, not currently at their all-time highs or like five-year highs that they were at recently. So um, yes, it's kind of an eclectic list, isn't it? It is in the areas that are value that people love to hate. And I know many of you are like, yes, we know all these, Tracy. We know of the airlines and and um, retailers and you know home builders, but it, as they go cheaper. They um, get even a little you know, more attractive to us as value investors, as they're being thrown out with uh, the baby with the bathwater, right? We're gonna panic and sell everything. Then we're also gonna sell the cheapest stocks. And the cheaper you get it, the um, better it is for us when there is a rebound. And think about what you're paying for those earnings. In some cases, I mean, we're paying just three times the earnings for Berry Petroleum there or you know, seven times the earnings for G3 Apparel. So some of these, dirt cheap. So let me recap the tickers again. We had Lumber Liquidators, LL. Delta is DAL. We had Berry... Petroleum, BRY, G3 Apparel, which is G-I-I-I, and then KB Homes, KBH, and we'll see what happens with these value stocks or if they go even lower, some more value opportunities, and maybe we'll start to see a few of those tech names probably not the thing like I said starting to inch in there but um, we may see some semiconductors or some other interesting groups again it does depend on the zax rank and we got to have those ones or two rank stocks so if those estimates are being cut we're not going to see them on this list but um you know I'm keeping an eye out and I'll be doing some shows in the next couple of weeks on the value traps again to see what what is cheap with a good zach's rank that might be the trap might not be the value. I did not look for for trapiness on these five stocks, so you might want to check into that as well. Um, but with the Zacks ones or twos, at least we're getting rising earnings estimates here, or at least you know something good is happening with them. Um, but we may not be getting year over year earnings growth. That's two different things. Remember, so um, the Zacks rank determined by analyst estimate revisions and what they are doing, whether or not they're cutting or raising determines the rank. So keep that in mind when you're checking out all these stocks. And of course I'll be back again next week with more value so you don't want to miss a single episode, subscribe on uh, Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts and you get two episodes for one where I'm covering a lot of stocks on the market edge right now as well and ones that are deals. So some value investors might want to check out the Zach's Market Edge podcast. Stuff is going on there as well. Um, That's on SoundCloud, but don't miss a single episode and I'll see you again next week with some more value stocks.